Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a new special limited series we have coming up here on the Athletic NBA Show feed. It is called Stargazing. It is hosted by the Athletic's fantastic Lakers reporter, Jovan Buha. Stargazing is a look at the lifestyle gurus and support systems around NBA superstars. Each episode will center on one professional that represents an aspect of NBA culture. It could be fashion, it could be entertainment, nightlife, fitness, social media, as well as hear from the NBA superstars that work with these professionals. Some upcoming guests include Vince the Barber, Ronnie 2K, Rich Fresh, and B-Dot episodes of Stargazing will be released every Sunday starting on December 19th and will run through the NBA All-Star Weekend in February. That's Stargazing with our guy, Jovan Buha, Sundays right here on the Athletic NBA Show feed. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad here today. Jay King, Trevon Edwards, Mo Dakil, Yovan Buha, our Lakers reporter, also has a new podcast series that we will get into. But first, guys, feels like we're the only ones that definitely are working today on this Sunday because the health and safety protocols are running wild on the NBA right now. Absolutely wild. So I don't know what the official count is because I can't keep up with this. I think we're in the 60s in terms of players who have gone into health and safety protocols in the month of December alone. Games are being postponed left and right. Bulls had some games this week. Sixers look like they're done on this Sunday. Cavs aren't going to play on Sunday. Uh, It's just, it's all over the place. And this came at a time where the Nets were so hard up for getting players available that they said, all right, Kyrie, our bad. You can come play on the road and practice with us at home. And then, of course, he immediately goes into health and safety protocol. So not even that worked for them. Kevin Durant's in health and safety protocol. And so I want to start off with the Lakers side of this, Jovan, because one, you're our guest. And two... It feels like the Lakers have been kind of battling in and out of this. You know, Frank Vogel's in health and safety protocols of the recording of this. David Fisdale's going to coach the team on Sunday. Um, what's going on with the Lakers end of this? Are they worried about, about losing any games here? Or are they just going to do what the NBA is doing here and trudging through? Because it feels like if we do get a pause in this season, 
it's not coming before those Christmas Day games. Like, they're going to make sure we get to these Christmas Day games, even if we have to have the basketball tournament playing in, in NBA uniforms. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they implemented that two-week uh, span of testing starting December 26th, right yes. after Christmas. They're <laughs> right. like, we're, we're, not, we're not doing that before the Christmas games. Uh, but I think the Lakers are just trying to trudge through. But as we've seen now, like almost three-quarters of the roster has had COVID and or, or been in the protocols. And it's extended to the broadcast team. Uh, you, you had Bill McDonald, their play-by-play guy out. Uh, you had Michael Thompson, uh, the radio guy out. Like it, it spread through the entire organization uh, and other staffers that, you know, the, the team hasn't disclosed. So I think it's, I mean, it, it's hit them hard. They've also had some weird cases where like Russ was in it for less than two days. Uh, you had Malik Monk who was in it and then he was cleared to travel, but he wasn't cleared to play, which doesn't make any sense what? to me how that, yeah, like he, yeah, like, that one was so bizarre. That one was, was bizarre. And then we, we asked for clarification on that and, and, you know, they wouldn't disclose it, but like, it doesn't make sense how you could travel, but you couldn't play in that scenario. And now he's he's still in the protocols, but he was able to travel with the team. Uh, then, then you had Kendrick Nunn, who just got like stuck at the Minneapolis airport. And oh, uh, that's your that's cleared. your nightmare, right? You hate the <laughs> Minneapolis airport. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it almost happened to me yesterday. Uh, and then he uh, finally got to Chicago. So like the Lakers have had some weird cases where guys have been in and out really quickly. We, you know, we, we've seen most cases it's you're going to be in at least a few days, if not closer to a week. Uh, but yeah, the, the Lakers are, are in a tough spot right now. And that's to say nothing of Anthony Davis just went down and, you know, amid having half the rotation out, they just lost their second best player for at least four weeks. Uh, so I, I think the Lakers are in a really tough spot right now. Yeah. The, the AD injury the other night was his second injury of the game, right? Like he rolled his ankle mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and then, and then LeBron had some contact with McDaniels on like a, a handoff play and McDaniels lost his balance and went right into his knee. He didn't even make it to the, to the locker room, right? Like he collapsed in the tunnel and was, and, and, but the, you know what the, like the kind of shitty thing is with this, Jovan is with, with AD. I feel like now we never know like, okay, is that injury going to linger or is he just going to be fine and come back in a couple of minutes? Because he does that a lot, right? So even though the knee injury looked bad the other night, I still, part of me was like, he'll probably be back in a few minutes. I don't know. That's exactly what I wrote. Uh, you know, if there was a uh, advanced metric for falls per game, Anthony Davis would be among the league leaders. And, and also, like, fake injuries. He's on the game, Marcus right? like, Smart All-Star. He, he honestly goes back to the locker room. Like, I'm not kidding. It's like once every two or three games, he goes back to the locker room with something. And then most of the time he comes back, he's fine. He plays through it. And then you'll you'll see maybe he has, like, a wrap on his hand or, or whatever, and, and he's he's able to play. But this time, it, it did look more serious. I, I thought him collapsing in the tunnel was obviously... Uh, a pretty damning sign and and you know now he's out for a while but it, it, it's right I mean I, I if you go back and read my story after that I, I have a paragraph of like that imagery could be the Lakers season collapsing right in front of us or it could just be another time where Anthony Davis you know appears to have a serious injury and is ultimately fine so uh, it ultimately you know it looks like it's the former but I, I think yeah, I mean, he it's it, you, you never know with him because he, he is brittle and I, I do think he tends to dramatize it a little bit. Uh, but I think that was legitimate. And, yeah, that, that's obviously a, he, he couldn't walk. Yeah, that's I also a, think that's Joel Embiid is uh, another candidate for falls on the floor quite a bit and, and, and fakes it. So I well, think but, he's competing with AD on that. Well, yeah, well, all right. I, I think AD, <laughs> I think AD feels pain. 
I think Embiid is trying to like get something from the refs. I think there's a difference in the motive there, <laughs> there's a right? Little bit of acting. Yeah. The all-time leader in just randomly falling on the floor is still Roy Hibbert, though, right? Nobody fell as much as Roy Hibbert did. Is that true? I feel like I never associated Roy with falling. Oh, he fell all the time. I, I more associated him with just standing perfectly straight up. <laughs> I- <laughs> I once had to do an edit of Dirk Nowitzki's falls during the the finals against the Heat a few years ago. Like, basically when I was trying to get into the league for, like, my intern test, I had to do an edit of how many times Dirk fell. And that was quite a lot. Is that, <laughs> so Dirk's up there. Is that something where they had the answer and they're just like, it's 37 times. Let's see if he gets no, all 37. No, no, you know what it was? It was the video guy got a call from the top of somebody needs to do this. And they're like, Hey, Mo wants to work in the video room. We can get him to do this. Cause I don't want to do this. And I'm little, you know, young guy trying to get in the league was like, yeah, definitely going to do it. Jumped right in all the way. And, uh, uh, it was a boring ass edit. To of make. course. I was just going to say, that sounds like an exciting project. <laughs> um, isn't that why you wanted to get into the NBA? That was, I think that was falling? their thing. They're like, if, 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 if Mo can do this, He'll do the other stuff. He'll do, any, he'll do any of the edits <laughs> yeah. we need. Yeah. Um, with the with games being postponed left and right, Trey, like they're not they're not going to do anything until the Christmas Day games come in, right? Because once like you've got to get that payday for the league partner for ABC and ESPN, and then once those games, I would almost say like immediately once well, who's the last game like like Jazz Mavericks or whatever. Once that last game comes to a conclusion. Uh, Saturday night, Christmas night, I could almost immediately see a statement from the league saying, okay, we're going to pause this for two weeks. <laughs> so you think so? See, I, I think yeah. they're I not think doing they're, it before the Christmas They're not going to pause it ever. I think they're just going to keep charging through. I think they're committed to doing that regardless. I mean, I mean, this is the thing. The, the, the real theory is it, if it works for the NFL as far as just testing the unvaccinated players and kind of going with it, because no one's having, you know – crazy symptoms and things like that. A lot of guys are asymptomatic and things of that nature. Um, but the thing is the player pool, right? They don't cancel the season or do anything of that nature, but they do have to have a certain amount of guys on that team. So for those particular games, they'll just punt those games mm-hmm. um, that don't have enough players. But I don't think it comes to a stop. I think guys are just going to be rotating in. Some guys are going to go into protocol and some guys are going to be coming out. So, that's kind of the thing that they're going to be have to do because there's no chance due to scheduling in which we've seen in the past where, you know, other events, non-basketball have been scheduled for arenas and you can't get those makeup dates like that. Right. Um, and they also, you know, MBPA MB, can't um, afford to make these type of drastic, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 situations, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that unless the government comes in and just says, Hey, you know, y'all got to shut it down. That is the only time that I feel like the league is going to stop. But until then, we'll see the most random names like Mario Chalmers and other guys yeah, yeah, come up back, and join these teams. Look, I think this is I'm I'm very upset by obviously the spread of this. I was super happy to see Rio's coming back. If, I was just so happy to see his name. Yeah, just just it it brought me back so many memories of guys just yelling at him on the court. yelling at him and him like calling that, himself a top ten point guard and oh my god, that guy time. won two titles. He had a he was pretty good for a while. Yo, he was good. And, yes. And the thing I remember most about him is just LeBron and Chris Bosch 
and Dwayne Wade just torturing him for <laughs> because they knew he could they take it. They knew his ego up. was like, "Nah, man, I got this. I don't care what you guys say." Like Rio is supremely confident. It was great. Yeah. That I miss. I miss guys yelling at Mario Chalmers. Um, what's the? But, oh, go ahead. Do you think there's a G League teammate who will yell at him like that? <laughs> no, he's gonna. He's because he, he's been bullied. He's gonna bully the G who's League. Who's my man? Who's the dude? Andre Ingram is that the dude? The fifty year old that played for the Lakers. Like he's the yeah, only the veteran Lakers enough guy. to like go after him. Yeah. Actually, Chalmers is gonna have the G League guys do an edit of how many times Dirk Nowitzki fell in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the to the the two week pause thing. I had to give that a sympathy. Uh, well, yeah, I was, was just gonna, I was just gonna it let was, it hang. I was. It was it was a bad joke. <laughs> I appreciate it though, yeah. Jay. I, I I appreciate that's it. That's a bad Jay, teammate right there. That's what. It's okay. It's okay. I'll live. Um, but to the thing about the two week pause, I don't even know if that's enough. Like the stuff I'm reading, just about the variant, you know, and everything that goes with it. Like they're expecting the peak to hit like mid January. Like if we pause and come back are we going to be right back into the same situation where the guys are going to be getting it and they're going to have to postpone games so i'm kind of with jay i don't think they're going to postpone games yeah i mean i mean uh, pause pause the season excuse yeah. me not not postpone games. yeah the, i, I mean that's because like the schedule worse. the schedule right that well this like, you give two you give players two weeks off and they're going to they're traveling yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> they're really, not staying in oklahoma city it, they're not they're not uh <laughs> it really does need to be like everyone's locked down right it's gonna have to be a quarantine situation otherwise i mean even then you just you know you just bring people to the home or whatever but yeah like no like a pause a pause in the season not gonna happen but so like i think i mean what we have like three or four games postponed on sunday right alone like this is this over the next probably four weeks is gonna be super dicey for the nba getting these games in because and I think the NBA has to be. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say there is no like we've discussed this in the past. Like, there's no cushion in the schedule, as you guys mentioned. Like, there's like as Trey mentioned, there's no like you got you got things scheduled in these arenas on other days. Like to get these games in to make them up is going to be just crazy for the schedule, crazy for the schedule. And so finding ways to make this happen is a logistical nightmare. And and so on top of that, yeah, like you're probably going to have, you know, uh, Jerry McNamara or, you know, Hakeem war or just whatever that Syracuse basketball tournament team is like, they're just going to have to come in and be like, all right, we'll play for Eric Devendorf is oh going to be God. open <laughs> in the NBA soon. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, um, but I think the NBA has to be really careful here because I, I, I do think obviously there's a lot of pressure to keep the season going and keep everything going as usual. But player safety is, needs to be of the utmost importance. It's not just guys who get COVID either. It's it's guys who are playing 47 minutes in a game yeah, because the rest of the roster is ravaged. Yeah. It's, it's guys coming back from COVID and needing to play a whole bunch of minutes because their team has eight healthy bodies available. There, there, there are a lot of factors beyond just the COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Where where guys can get hurt, and I think that's why the Nets really just caved 
and allowed Kyrie to come back because they watched KD play 40 plus minutes a game, average the most minutes of his career for a while. And they're like, well, we have a guy sitting there and we don't want to bring him back because he's not going to be able to play half the games. But we we need to think about we, our whole team bodies, here. We need yeah. to think about the guys who are just getting drained by needing to, to carry this roster. And so so it's a huge issue. Um yeah. for for players, even even the ones that don't get it. Trey, let me let me ask you, like in terms of because I feel like you'd be the one that knows this the best, in terms of like being ready to play, how ready was Kyrie to come back and play just from a physical game speed standpoint? I mean, he'd been working out the whole time. I mean, it's, it it wasn't I mean he's he's popped out. Obviously, people see him in the wild as per se, but right. he's been Staying in shape. This wasn't There's like Kyrie a surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Kyrie I mean, that, it's kind of it's kinda like. Hold on, Trey. I'm so it's, sorry. It's kind of like. Trey, I'm so sorry. Jay, what the fuck is that accent supposed to be? <laughs> that was that that dude. You know the David dude, Attenborough. The you think that sounds like David Attenborough? <laughs> I don't know his name, man. Jade, Jade. I need a clip of what Jay just did. I need you to. Isolate that and throw that into a clip and then throw in David Attenborough. And when you listen to this, Jay, I want you to text an apology and tweet an apology. Okay? The, the kid has never been great at impressions. So why did you try? There's Kyrie in the wild. There's Kyrie in the wild. Kyrie in his natural habitat. Kyrie in his natural habitat. As the male tries to keep control, the herd easily becomes distracted. There's Kyrie in the wild. To increase their chances... Pride lions often hunt as a team. Kyrie in his natural habitat. There's Kyrie in the wild. Kyrie in his natural habitat. One lioness stalks directly forward. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Her aim is to close the gap about cooling it off or what? I don't get it. The aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Okay, it's fine. Right for the aim. The aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. It's my business. So it's none of yours, none of anybody's business, right? So it's a video of me and one of my best friends talking. And then it turns out to be a dissection of a free agency video. You get that? Like, you, do you get that? And then I'm asking, and I'm asking the questions. The about it. Like, like that, that's what disconnects me from all that. Like, I, I have no connection to that. Like, oh. over a video, I'm asking about the man, about the man. The aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Everybody wants to hear me talk like this. Like, everybody wants to hear an athlete talk about bullshit like this. A video, though, to pour water on it, it makes no sense. The aim is to close the gap as quickly as possible without being seen. Kyrie in his natural habitat. 
but I will not apologize. Do you want to, you want to explain your Peloton username? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I could throw that out there. If anyone wants to follow me on Peloton, I haven't worked out in a little while. I'm getting fat these days. But the name is The Kid the God. Oh, God. Oh. And why is it The Kid the God? It was it was just a joke for uh, for the lady. And then I didn't realize everyone was going to be able to see it. And then <laughs> once, I, once I realized it was a public thing, it was too late to change. Okay, back to what Trey was saying. Trey, so now I'm just The Kid the God. Trey, I'm sorry, but I could not let that horrible accent, whatever that was supposed to be, go. Um, so... So Kyrie's been working out. Kyrie's been in shape. He's been he's been popping out in the wild. But but I, I mean, I guess I don't know if I, I've always felt like you could just drop him into a game and he'd be fine. But that's a long time not playing an NBA game. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's just going to be a flow thing, and they wouldn't have just thrown him right into the game. I think it would have been obviously after his five uh, negative tests, he would have practiced and got some type of. I mean, because it's not like he's just some player that came from another franchise. Right. This is the offense that they ran last season. Um, some players that he's already played with, except the rookies and some of these new guys. But overall, I mean, he's just a natural talent, and I think they can just kind of fit in any situation. Um, as far as the situation of the Nets bringing him in, it was like, all right, at first, you know, I'm saying no to bringing him in as a part-time player. But when you're bringing street guys off, and you're trying to keep your star happy like a Kevin Durant and mm-hmm. he has to, you know, go in with, you know, a guy like Langston Galloway who has who just joined the team and, and, and had to get some big minutes. And then you have guys like, you know, relying on rookies and they're in like they're not in like dog fights. But again, that's overworking a star that, but, you know, that, <laughs> that you want comfortable in those situations. Yeah, it's a lot of Kessler Edwards, right? And I like Kessler Edwards as a player, uh, as a second round dude, but like that's a lot he's, of Kessler. He's Edwards. Anthony Roberson 2.0. Exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, it's a great call. Oh. That's that's what it was. It's just kind of yeah. like, you know, all right, cool. Because, you know, we jokingly, I was talking to an NBA player and he was like, I didn't even know who David Duke Jr. was, bro. Right. Like, <laughs> before that. And, and that's. And that's and that's crazy because when you think about it, some of these guys probably didn't think they would be on an active roster. Yeah. Or that they would spend most of the season in the G League and now you're sharing the floor with actual, you know, top players. And, you know, your numbers being called and relied on in the fourth quarter to make big plays. And so some of these guys are going to be nervous. Some of these guys are going to, you know, take a minute to adjust. And why not bring in a guy that can help immediately? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the I think the biggest thing and that still hovers over Kyrie Irving in this whole situation is that he has cho- chosen not to get the vaccination. And that still kind of gets to people. But I mean, at the end of the day, he still has to take he still has to get negative tests to be around the team. All these jokes about, you know, you know, getting the team sick and things of that nature. Everybody should at this point is in protocol. <laughs> So it doesn't even matter, you know what I mean, in that situation. But when he does come out, I think he's, you know, I'm excited for him to be back on the floor because he's one of the most exciting players we had in this game currently. I uh, I, I actually, I'm with you guys. Like, we're not going to pause the NBA season. I think we're going to have to pause the G League season, right? The G League season yeah. is going to be like, I mean, they're, they they're not going to have any players because they're, they're all going to have to use it like the form system. Yeah. No, it's going to be they're all, have to use all it as washed form up system. NBA players. <laughs> Mario Chalmers is back. <laughs> Uh, you'll, you'll see you'll the, see like Tony Parker pop up 
Bring in the big three all-stars. Let's go. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Joe Johnson's going to be back soon, probably, right? Let's go. Yeah. Glenn Davis is going to be out there hooping. Uh, he'll be out there. I don't know if he'll be hooping, but yeah, he'll be out there. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about um, some issues with the Washington Wizards. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, the, the Wizards got off to a great start. I think they were like 10 and 3 or something like that, right? Everything's clicking. They're, they're playing defense. Everything's great under Wes Unsell Jr. And then they've been in a free fall lately. They've been just getting their asses kicked night in night out and josh robbins of the athletic put out a, a great piece i think on friday um either saturday or friday but it was uh basically like they're dudes that just they're so against this equal opportunity offensive system it sounds like outside of like what bradley beal gets to do that they're just like not even they're not locked into this offensive system at all. And you're seeing them getting their asses kicked right now a lot of these nights. And so, Mo, in terms of, like, what's happened with the Wizards, does that make sense in terms of what you've seen out there with with that play? Because, you know, Montrezl Harrell has kind of come out and said, like, hey, let us get some touches. Let us get the ball and, like, go. Like, we don't have to, like... Montrezl Harrell calling for the ball. Yeah, I've I know it's a shocker. <laughs> but, like, Spencer Dinwiddie's like, yeah, man, we just, you know, kind of... Got to move the ball around and everything. And when asked about his own stuff. And so like, I'm like, I thought Wes Unsell Jr. was doing a really good job. And then they hit this tough stretch. And it sounds like the tough stretch is, is part of the, you know, just the, the coaching direction. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like we were talking about when they're going like, Hey, wait till Bradley Beal even gets going. Well, what we didn't really realize is once Bradley Beal gets going, everybody else's numbers are going to start to drop off and, and tank. And I think it's a hard thing as a coach trying to, figure out how to get your star player all the shots he needs and then get everybody else involved. And it's it's just it's one of those teams that's missing a a a guy like a playmaker that can kind of make sure everybody else gets their touches. So it gets a little more frustrating. And then we know when guys aren't getting their touches, they're not going to defend as much either, right? And that's going to start to drop off. And I think that was a big reason why they were winning games early on. Yeah, I think this team like they should have a pretty good defense. They have a lot of capable wings. They've got some guys with size who can move a little bit. They were top five or top six in defense early in the season. Over their last 15 games, they have 115.4 points per 100 possessions that they're giving up. Good Lord. It's disgusting. So you can talk what you want about the offense. You can say what you want about the structure, about I think – Spencer Dinwiddie said it's like equal opportunity outside of Brad Beal. He, he seems to want more touches. Harrell obviously wants more touches. But it's like, just get back to defending. The Wizards of the last two seasons, the previous two seasons, they could not guard. And that was the, always their issue. They figured it out toward the end of last year. They were great at the beginning of this year. And then they've had huge, huge regression since then. So... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I just think as as much as you want to talk about the offense, like just just play D and, and then your offense will improve because you'll be getting on transition, getting easy buckets. 
but before before you hop in, Zach, I also want to say I I really liked how Unseld reacted to the players kind of criticizing his offense. He said, "I want to talk to the guys. I want to listen to their ideas, and if I can change something, I'm going to do it because it's all about the team." And I just thought that was a cool response. It wasn't wasn't like him digging in saying no. They need to do what I want better. It was kind of like a more collaborative response, and I, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that I think they have good veteran presence on the team. Like the fact that they've kind of checked out offensively is a concern to me. Um, Yovan, like you, you covered some of these dudes, right? Like KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harold. You know, <laughs> you know well. Like, like these guys are well, not Harold, but like KCP and Kuzma. Like they were good defenders in LA. Right. Like these are guys who like really help get after it. And I think their absence is especially KCP is part of the reason the Lakers are so bad defensively right now um, compared to what they were in the in in the previous two years. And so if it takes getting Montrez some touches to get him to defend like he did early in the season. okay, I think that's all right. You know, I don't think that's bad, but I do think it does. The the answer is it does. It does does. take some touches to get to to defend. Um, but I, I think Jay, I think like the, I think the, the sentiment from Mo of like, you know, the off, if you kind of check out offensively, you know, guys who aren't scoring, like, yeah, like you do, you do see that residual effect on defense and, and Yovan, I think you see that with the Lakers to a certain extent, right? The team can't score and they're mediocre defensively. And and I think that's, there's like a symbiotic relationship there. This Lakers yeah. team, man, I'm um, so. I know we're talking Wizards, like, I, yo, I'm so <laughs> sick of this Lakers the poor team. Wizards. We can't even talk about how they suck. <laughs> like, we can't even stay on topic about because I got, about how they I got suck. distracted thinking about like, they were really good for half the, the season. We didn't say a word. About I was it. watching the Lakers. Hey, man, I've been writing the fucking power rankings every week. How good they are! I've been propping them up higher than they should be because I was so happy with how good they were. Now I'm now they're just free falling to the power rankings as well. Check them out Mondays on the Athletic, uh, but. I was watching this Lakers game in Minnesota the other night. Yova, it was like, awful. It, this is an abysmal team to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they are currently depleted, right? And and they were missing some key rotation guys. But LeBron to have that type of effort, exactly, exactly. They had the big three. They yeah. had the big three, and uh, it's it's you know. And now, I mean, I, I think the the thing is they're going to dig into. Uh, 80s out. We can't evaluate this team. We we still don't know how good we are, and, and that's going to be kind of the party line moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and I kind of wish like we could just see this team at full because that's kind of been their thing all season. Is we haven't been at full strength. Trevor Ariza was supposed to be our starting forward. Kendrick Nunn was supposed to be our sixth man. Neither one of those two guys has played a game. We've had all these injuries. Now 80s out for a, a month plus. Like they're they're going to use that as uh you know kind of cover for. I think what's clearly a poorly constructed roster and uh, you know, you're, you're talking about KCP, Kyle Kuzma, like those guys were instrumental three and D pieces over the last couple of years. And I, I guess to management's credit, they did identify that, Hey, our three point shooting is awful. It, it's been bad the last couple of years. Uh, last uh, that first round series against the Suns, they shot 28% on threes and, and the Suns defense was basically just Pack the paint. We're going to let KCP shoot, Caruso, Kuzma, you know, and those guys were, were shooting poorly. Uh, so I, I think the Lakers went out and tried to correct that. Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, like they, they added some shooting, but they went way too much in that direction and did not replace the defense that they lost with KCP, Caruso, et cetera. So uh, I, I do think there, there is some clear, I mean, th- this team 
has played one of the easiest schedules in the league and they're 16 and 14. And up until now had basically had their, you know, LeBron missed 12 games. So that, that's not insignificant, but Westbrook and AD have basically been healthy all season and a, a team led by those two should be better than 500. And I, I think, you know, they're in a tough spot now because I, I thought maybe they, they had an outside chance of getting the four seed and, and kind of that was like the upside of their season. But with AD out, uh, I think they're, they're going to really struggle. They're, they're might end up in the playing tournament. And uh, it's just kind of these, these bizarre, you know, back-to-back seasons after winning a championship uh, where, you know, I, I think some of the, the off-season decisions ended up costing them. Watch me tie this in, Jay. Okay, watch this. Ooh. I believe in the Wizards getting it together more than I believe in the Lakers getting it together. Ooh. I believe in this Wizards team. I still believe. I still believe. six in the east still i think the wizards will get it together because we haven't seen bradley beal really get going yet for whatever reason I'm, i i don't i don't see them getting into the top six just because i think boston has a better chance to get it together i think philly has a better chance to get it together i think you know they got to jump over those teams that's still really tight i don't see that happening i think the wizards are going to end up being a a play-in team because of it just because behind them they got the teams behind them are are better once they get going. You know, once the Celtics kind of wake up, I think they're going to be better than the the Wizards. I think the Sixers have been waiting for two fucking years for the Celtics to wake up. This is the Celtics. Well, they're due then. They're due. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I but I still trust them more than I trust the Wizards to get going and to get into the top six in, in that case. So because of that, I'll go with the Lakers. And the one thing I'll say about the Lakers, although it's been crappy uh, uh, teams they've been playing, in the last 10 games, they're in the top five defensive rating. Like they, they are kind of figuring out the defense. Now the offense stinks, but they are beginning to kind of figure out the defense. We'll have to see how it sticks when they play a tougher schedule. But like, I'm just not going to go against LeBron. And I in, mean, in they that played instance, and I'll trust the him Kings. better. They twice they played the Pistons. I said they played crappy teams. Oh my I goodness. didn't. I didn't. The I didn't, Thunder, I didn't, the I Magic, didn't. the Mavericks without Luca. I mean, listen, no, I, I didn't say it was a great schedule, Zach. I didn't say that, but it's still, they weren't defending like this even in the beginning of the season That's when fair. it was still the same crappy team. That's teams. true. They're getting waxed by the Thunder after getting big leads. At least they held that Thunder lead this time. <laughs> right. Um, Improvement. Trey, what do you, Trey, what do you think is going to get Bradley Beal going? What do you think it's going to take? Like what, cause this seems, is he hurt? Like it's, it's confusing that he's been so off just because I think he's playing well, but just making shots like this isn't the Bradley Bill we're used to. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's up and down and it's probably frustrating for Bradley Bill fans. 
and also wizard fans for the inconsistency. Um, sometimes he can score the ball a lot, and then sometimes it's just kind of like you know. But um, it's been a you know I, I don't know if it's a personal matter. I know he had lost someone close to him, and you know uh, that might be overshadowing his his focus <laughs> and trying to separate the two. Um, but I, I can just say it's, I can say it's still early, um, and with a lot of inconsistencies in this in this season, um, could be effective and. Maybe maybe the buy-in on Bradley Bill is just too high at the moment. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the expectations sometimes. Like I said, it reminds me of. Um, I'm trying to think of a player I can compare it to because I don't I don't want to like you know kind of throw a shot at Bradley Bill. He's, he's an excellent scorer, yeah. um, but it's kind of how people feel about like Jeff Green or something, right? Where you feel like sometimes he can have a game like 50 points, and you think like, oh, that's the that's the that's guy, the dude, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he just kind of falls to the backside, and then he'll have another game. And, you know, obviously with the season that he had last year, um, you know, scoring like a madman. Yeah. And then, you know, now it, it, as it isn't so consistent. I mean, it, it's different because you're adding different players. They're running, trying, they're trying to do things that doesn't work, and they're experimenting. And, you know, sometimes that thing, they, it can be effective to somebody's career. Uh, it's it's only a few players. I think it's maybe three or four players that really dictate the game. Like nothing really kind of sways them. Like KD, right. Steph Curry, um, maybe Giannis. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. those players that that really aren't affected by anything they Austin see. Austin Reeves. You know. So, <laughs> Shout out to Austin. Hey, we, I talked. Hillbilly, Billy Kobe. Hillbilly <laughs> Kobe. I talked to. <laughs> Uh, here's a name drop for you, Jay King. Talk to Austin Reeves Friday morning on uh, NBA Radio Channel 86 on your SiriusXM dial, uh, 10 to 1 a.m. Congrats, man. 10 to 10 to 1 p.m. Um, yeah, it was great. And we talked about, do you know, like, so this was funny. This was a funny little story he told that. So his parents both played ball at Arkansas State, right? He's from Arkansas. They both played ball at Arkansas State. Arkansas State didn't recruit him. Both of his parents played there. They played his high school played in a tournament there every year, and he won the tournament three out of the four years that he played. And they still didn't recruit him. That's wild. that's crazy, right? Like you're a legacy. You're winning tournaments there as a high school kid. He dropped. Did they think he was too good? <laughs> Is that a th- would you not? Just were, send were they, a letter? Did they think to themselves like, why not even? Why would we even waste our right, time? There's no on way this he's going to consider. We can't waste the paper. Not going to come to Arkansas yeah. State, even if his parents. We can't. Came we got a real tight recruiting budget. We don't have the really. anytime minutes here to to <laughs> deliver on that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, shout out to Hillbilly Kobe. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed Internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, all right. So I think we need to create trade rumors about Bradley Beal in order to get him going. Cause the last two years was a lot of like, let's get Bradley Beal off the wizards and look how he played average like 30 a game. So I think we need, I think maybe that's like his, the thing that fuels him the most is trying to get him off the his, wizards. His start is getting weird. Like it, it's deep enough into the season. It's it's kind of weird that he's sitting sitting there shooting twenty eight point three percent from from deep, and only averaging twenty three points a game. Yeah, I mean he's taking a lot fewer shots and he's taking a lot fewer free throws. But yeah, the three point shooting, it's like he's at Florida again, where like you know he can shoot, but he's not making three point. It's, it's yeah. just it's just so weird. Do you think so? Like Zach, should the Wizards start putting out fake rumors? Just hundred percent. They should. So we should. That's what. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So we should get Tommy Shepherd should just start pretending to make a now, few phone calls. It's a tricky. It's a tricky game because you don't want to upset him. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. You don't you want to be, like, Am be, I be too overt. Like what? It can't be too overt. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know it's a fine line you got to walk there. That's that's what I would do if I'm Tommy Shepherd. Well then, where? Okay. Well, let's start a rumor here then. You know where? Where would you want him to go? Ooh, where do I want Brad Beal to go? Philly. Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal. There we go. Yeah, just straight up. No picks involved. And, 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 and that's a guy that doesn't need shots. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody gets touches. Everybody's happy. I'm in. Let's book it. Pack your shit, Brad Beal. You're going to Philly. <laughs> you you might have just saved the Wizards. You're welcome, DC. <laughs> just give me a cut. Give me a cut of whatever that playoff revenue is. All right. Uh, we have a new podcast series on The Athletic. It's called Stargazing. It's hosted by one Jovan Buha. Now, Jovan, I've got copy here that says Stargazing is a look at lifestyle gurus and support systems around NBA superstars. What is a lifestyle guru? <laughs> and how do I get one? <laughs> and don't say uh, J King. I, I it could be a lifestyle. No, yeah, there, there we go. But, there we go. The, the kid, the, the god. The, this is a topic for another day. But but Jay's getting me into crypto, so that's what. No, if I make a bunch of money on crypto, with this? you are going to he, lose so from, from much the kid, the god. Money, you're going to lose some. I can. 
Look, also, just just give me the money. No, you no, no, you'll, no. you'll see the same return. Let's, Nothing. Let's get you to someone that doesn't have a joke name on Peloton that he didn't know the rest of the world could see. All right. Let's get you investing with someone else that doesn't qualify in that. He's, he's my financial advisor. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, it's mainly, uh, you know, like people like, like barbers and, and trainers and stylists. And uh, I, I'm actually... Well, if you saw it on Twitter, it's not breaking news, but uh, Trey's actually going to be on one of the 10 episodes oh! this season. Um, there we go. So it's, it's really just a look at NBA culture and the figures and influencers that are around the players. And I think the NBA has been at the forefront of culture for decades now, right? And it feels like a lot of trends are set with NBA players first and then kind of going out from there. So it's talking to... Uh, you know, the, this first episode is Vince the Barber, who yeah. uh, cuts LeBron, Dame, Devin Booker. That's an easy job uh, to cut he, LeBron's hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's on the shop. Uh, so, it, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, like he it just it was interesting kind of hearing his story of uh, he's from Toronto. So moving from Toronto to L.A. And um, it, it's kind of like a, a mix of both someone's journey with, with also some behind the scenes stories of interacting. Like he, he shared a great story with uh the, the late Chadwick Boseman and what it was like to cut him on the shop. And, you know, that was only a, a few months before Chadwick passed. So, um, you know, he, he was talking about just the kind of the vibe on the set was a little off and, um, how he didn't know exactly what was up, but, um, you know, he, he was a big black Panther fan. So it was kind of one of the few times he's been a little starstruck, uh, cutting someone. So I think stories like that, uh, and so our, our first three guests are, Vince the Barber, Ronnie2K, and Daryl Ann. Uh, you probably know him as Gradient Visuals yeah. on Instagram, uh, Clutch Sports Photographer. But uh, th- those are the first three guests. That's on Apple Podcasts uh, subscription right now. The first episode is out everywhere, uh, Spotify, et cetera. And it's also, I think one cool element of it is it's a video podcast. So we have all the episodes are going up on YouTube. We're cutting social clips for Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And I, I'm trying to tap into a bit of a younger audience as well with that element because I, I do think that uh, you know a, a lot of the more popular podcasts among you know 25 and under there's a video element so that was something I wanted to try to tap into. Yeah. You got to find the guy who did Carlos Boozer's hair that one time. <laughs> I, I think that was a painter, not listen, a barber. <laughs> I would listen so many times to that episode. Yeah, actually, if for for one of these episodes, if you could just do an oral history. Of the time, <laughs> Carlos Boozer got so much Beijing that he, he looked like he looked like he had shoe polish on his head. I, I need that episode. I, I need I need f- former teammates' reactions to oh it. Oh my god, yo! I mean, look, I still can't get him to tell me the story, but I have hounded Antonio Daniels for the story of why Vlad- Vladimir Radvanovich had had the. Uh, the cornrows with the the braids with the, the, the what uh, I can't even remember what they're called at the end, like the beads at the end or whatever. He will not tell me, but he laughs every time. He's like thinking about it. He laughs every time. That's the, that's the lifestyle guru to break is Vlad Mad Ro- or Vlad Radmanovich. <laughs> that's the one to go for. I mean, I'm looking at those things right yeah. now. <laughs> those yeah. are he outrageous. will not tell me. Like not even in private. Not even off the record. Something happened. Something happened there. I need to know what it oh is. My. Please Google Vlad Radmanovich's hair if you guys are not aware of this. 
Um, so bad. Yeah, yeah Yovan, I, just I, a special moment in NBA history. I do, I do like the idea of like the video element to to that because, um, I like you're right. Like I feel like people are watching podcasts now a lot more, and um, and and I think it's a terrible idea for us, but it's a good idea for like a, a better looking podcast. I don't want. I think we're kind of cute. I mean, Yovan, how does it feel to have the best hair on the athletic? I mean, that's the whole reason why you're doing Slow it, right? Is you just want to show the fuck down. All right. Yovan's hair is very good. It, it, it's, it's it's between me and Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be diplomatic, uh, Yovan. That's I've not what you say in private. I've got some beautiful hair, too, what I want. Tell you, Jay. Yovan, don't be diplomatic. That's not what you say in private. Well, look, when, when I was pitching the podcast, I said, I, I want to put this on camera. I'm going to show off my hair. And that was what got the higher ups to that's sign what off on it. Yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, they're just throwing money at you at this point. Um, I have a. I- here you go. What's up, Doc? Jay, you're a terrorist on this podcast. You know that, right? You're a terrorist. I'm pretty aware. He's yeah. the Joker. <laughs> he is. He's, he's the Joker. Um, with the Ronnie 2K episode, I I find his like he had. I know Ronnie a little bit. Like he had this. Um, it, it feels like a scheme at this point, but to get followers on social media, when he was like, "Hey, for every you know, if I get to 100,000 followers, I get 200,000 followers, whatever, I'll release more ratings." Like that was the way. It was brilliant too. I don't even. I'm not even saying that in a bad way. He had this to where he became like this massive social media presence because he was getting like players wanted to know their ratings. So this is like for like when 2K was coming out like five or six years ago, and it was just like all this like, "All right, you guys keep following. I'll keep releasing you know NBA ratings." And it was all stuff we were going to find out anyway. But like that whole that whole world of managing those players and having Hassan Whiteside hit you up constantly and everything, that's a fascinating story and just like presence to have. I once had Marcus Morris told me he boycotted 2K because they didn't rate him high enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he he was obsessed with 2K dating dating back to when he was a kid. And then they didn't rate him high enough, and he just boycotted it. <laughs> well, that and, and that that was kind of the the shocking thing with, with that episode was like hearing him talk about how much players actually care about their two K ratings. He was like, I I've had players tell me that like aside from like making an All NBA team or getting like you know a, a big contract extension, like two K is right there with you know making like an All Star team or something. Yeah. Which to me on on paper like doesn't. You know, it doesn't compute, doesn't really make sense. But uh, he's like, you know, a, a lot of the kids now, especially, you know, if, if you're like under 25, you've been playing 2K since you were like five. Right. And and you grew up with the game and, and you know, being in the game is just as exciting as being in the NBA. And, and you know, so uh, again, like that, that, that's something I can't <laughs> relate to. Right. But uh, I, I thought hearing him share some of that. And yeah, I mean, I, I think to your point, like he is. Uh, you know, we we can use the term guru. Like he, he's a marketing guru. He's, yeah, he's he created I mean, he's really like good, yeah. he, he created that position for himself out, out of nothing. Like he he was running 2K forums and just kind of got so popular in the 2K community that they invented this position for him where he's basically, uh, you know, he, he's doing the ratings and and he's uh getting so you know celebrities and different players and, and influencers to share 2K and like that's a there's no blueprint for that job. It's all about relationships and, and how you uh, can kind of you know build and sustain those and, and manage people and stuff. So I think it, his story is really interesting. Uh, he, he had a really cool Michael Jordan anecdote that I think people will like. And um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, the second episode that's coming out. Uh, so the show comes out every Sunday. Join the Athletic uh, NBA Podcast Network. Uh, so it's released on Sunday, but 
uh, we're kind of pushing it more on social during the, the early part of the week with like the clips and stuff. So um, I think that's pe- people will probably see it more during the week than over the weekend. Trey, what's your experience with like players and being obsessed with 2K? Oh man, it's just, I mean, I know, I, I know players who have like, like different theories, right? Some won't play using themselves. Some, some will actually use their favorite players in the league. You know, it's actually a thing. Um, and some are just really good. Like I know, um, it's just a connection to the game. You know what I mean? Like overall, I mean, just as us being kids playing, um, video games, it never, it never changes. And some of these guys are younger than, than us. So, um, it's a way to stay inside, stay out of trouble. Um, and, and, and still connect with your friends when you got idle time. Cause you know, these guys only practice for about two to three hours and then they have the rest of the got day. A lot of free time. And sometimes yeah. when you have, <laughs> when you have a lot of free time, you can get in trouble. And I think that, you know, video games just, you know, keeps your mind working. And then, you know, 2k has done a great job at like kind of imitating life as far as putting the same playbooks in there, you know, um, seeing different defensive Wizards schemes. Hate that. Also, I mean, the one thing I, I always laugh at is LeBron saying, you know, how, you know, how he's already familiar with some of his teammates, like group right. playing 2K. I forgot about that. It don't really work, it don't, it don't really work that way. No. I, I, won't, I won't say it's like that, but. Is that why he, is um, that why they did the rust trade? Yeah. He tried it out on 2K. <laughs> probably. On 2K, they won. Probably, most shit. likely. That's how the recruiting. He simulated you know. the season and they won right. a title. Yeah. I love the idea of just like, ah, fuck it. We'll just simulate the season. They're like, oh, we won. Let's go get Russ. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key to slowing down this whole thing. 2K needs to release special editions for each player that bumps up their rating on them at home to keep them playing and keep them inside. I think we just solved it, guys. That was a wild wild <laughs> yeah it, yeah we, we we solved it i think sure. we solved just like the nba <laughs> side of it like you want guys to stay inside and not go out and not like you know get into the health and safety protocol 2k start sending everyone their own edition hassan whiteside 100 rating and he'll just be like whoa i'm 100 rating now check this out and then he'll just be playing the whole time he won't go outside spencer dinwiddie here you're 100 hey Austin Reeves. The offense runs through you. Yeah, the offense <laughs> runs through you. Austin Reeves, you're 100. Stay home. I think that's what they do. Ronnie, get on it. What's wrong with you guys? Now we can blame 2K if the games get postponed from here on out. I'm really glad you're not a decision maker. <laughs> oh, my God. What a horrible place we'd be in if I was a decision maker. Are you kidding me? We wouldn't have made it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> It'd oh. be over. Oh, not even a week. <laughs> not even a week. Are you kidding me? And yet... Still, not the worst idea. The worst idea of this podcast is taking crypto advice from Jay King. Yeah, Yova. <laughs> what are you doing? I think that's a great idea. You also think you can he, knock out Floyd Mayweather? He was very convincing. <laughs> that's what caught our star. They're convincing. <laughs> oh. Did you guys see the Darren Williams Hell fight? No, I didn't watch that. Did, did, did you see <laughs> Woodley getting knocked the hell out? Yeah, I did see that. Oh I mean, I don't understand why anyone cares about the Paul brothers, man. I, I don't like, understand why, why people are falling does for this. Anyone care about those? Dudes? I don't understand why people are falling for this. This stuff is rigged. You know how you get a big payday by saying, "Yeah, you can knock me out. Yeah, you can beat me in this." That's how you get that payday. 
Nah, nah, nah. You you, <laughs> you don't sign up for, for what Woodley got. You do not. You do not knowingly sign up I don't know. for that. Zach, you remember the Masvidal knockout when he got knocked out and, and, and all that sweat poured off his head? Mm-hmm. This one was even more. No, I saw it. I saw the clip. I'm telling you, oh. this thing is like what what other money was Woodley going to earn in the rest of his life? I don't know, but that's a tough way to make a living then. Yes. So is professional <laughs> fighting. It, he was a professional yeah, yeah. fighter. Like this is not anything new to him. It's not taking some like random off the street and doing it. Although he did that with Nate Robinson, but that like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh, man, this is rigged. Nasty. Like, I don't understand. Like, this is all preordained. I don't know why, like anyone's pretending it's not. You build up the hype of them in these fights by them always winning. That's what maybe keeps their fans involved, engaged. Maybe we should just give Logan Paul his own NBA 2K. God, what an idea. Yeah, just what, what is it? <laughs> fight night? Fight night, Paul yeah. edition. That's what we'll do. Yeah. All right, make sure you're checking out Stargazing every Sunday on the Athletic NBA Show podcast feed. Make sure you're checking out the clips all across YouTube, social media, TikTok, all of it. Uh, Yovan Bua talking to Vince the Barber and then Ronnie 2K. And then gradient visuals. One of the one of the I think one of my favorite um, Instagram accounts is, is gradient visuals. But like it makes me feel like like every once in a while I'll take like a really good picture on my phone and think like I could be a photographer. Yeah, I can't. I know Jay probably thinks he's like Ansel Adams over here, but like I like I. It, <laughs> nah, f- photography is one area I you don't uh, do. Can't even pretend. To do it. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. Stargazing with Yovan. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. The best coverage of sports on the internet, as long as sports keep going, which we don't know. They keep getting postponed, so we don't know that it's going to happen. But. As long as sports are still going, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. For Trevon Edwards, for Jay King, for Mo Dacchio, for Yovan Buha, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on The Athletic. The rancorous debate over the debt belies a fundamental truth of our economy, that it is run for the few, at the expense of the many. That our entire government has been turned into a machine which takes the wealth of the mass of Americans and accelerates it into the hands of a few. Let me give you some examples. Take war. War takes the money from the American people and puts it into the hands of arms manufacturers, of war profiteers, private armies, war in Iraq based on lies, $3 trillion would be the cost of that war at least. The war in Afghanistan based on a misreading of history, half a trillion dollars in expenses already. The war against Libya will be a billion dollars by September. 50% of our discretionary spending goes to the Pentagon. A massive transfer of wealth into the hands of a few. Well, the American people lack sufficient jobs, health care, housing, retirement security. Our energy policies take the wealth from the American people and put it into the hands of the oil companies. We could be looking at $150 a barrel for oil in the near future.
astounding. It was actually, it was beyond belief. These were first and only drafts of music. But they showed no corrections of any kind. Not one. He had simply written down music already finished in his head. Page after page of it, as if he were just taking dictation. And music, finished as no music is ever finished. Displace one note, and there would be diminishment. Displace one phrase. The structure would fall. It was clear to me that sound I had heard in the Archbishop's palace had been no accident. Here again was the very voice of God. I was staring through the cage those meticulous ink strokes had an absolute beauty. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.